Hi beautiful people and welcome to another episode of my sharings. Today it's November 17 and I'm as always in my living room these days looking out uh, over the trees and the trees have completely lost all the leaves. It's quite grey and cloudy, solid grey skies in Stockholm and... uh, actually quite cozy inside where i where i sit i have like a rainforest ahead of me i have surrounded myself with plants and the healing energy of plants this year that's like one of my biggest biggest um what do you say enjoyments no okay it makes me really really happy to cultivate plants and to grow them from seeds and see if I can do it. And I have a beautiful avocado. It's just like one, one, one long, long, long uh, trunk. Tiny, super tiny. And five leaves on top. Anyways, today I want to share and contemplate about Corona and uh, or COVID-19. I have come to think, and this is now, people can share about conspirational theories and, you know, um, UFOs and this and that and aliens and whatever they want. And I decided I'm going to share about my findings when it comes to Corona, my spiritual insights that I really, there is a scientist inside of me. I don't know if you know it, but there's always something that wants to know why. Why does this happen? Why does this happen to me? Why does this happen to the world? How can I solve this? There is like this, I'm born with a problem-solving mechanism inside And that can come out, you know, in products or in, you know, daily life and with children and issues that me and my friends have and so on. And now I'm trying to, like, you know, work out the corona issue. What is it about? And the last um, two and a half weeks ago, I was at the retreat. And yes... It's not advisable to go to a retreat during these days. I have been there twice before, once in September, once in October, and that was totally okay. And we thought that it was going to be totally okay and safe this time too. It turned out it wasn't. And it took only, we were 30 people at this retreat, And it was a personal development retreat, so there was a lot of meditation and different exercises and therapy and so on. And of course, a lot of close contact with each other. And in the beginning, you know, we spoke about it, we tried to keep the distance and so on. And after only a day, that kind of, you know, we slacked. And everything became as normal, what's what's normal. And after only 24 hours, the first person, the first participant comes knocking at the door. I was assisting, comes knocking at the door and saying, hey, I feel totally uh, nauseous. I feel like I'm going to throw up. 
And I said, okay, uh, did you eat something strange? Or She's like, no. And then a guy comes out. He has the room next to where we're talking. And he comes out and he said, I feel nauseous too. I actually threw up already. And I'm like, this is strange. Okay. So I told them, I'm, I'm not a nurse. I'm just an assistant there. And I told them that it could be like one or three things. It could be something in the food. But then more of us should be sick uh, during the night. It could be feelings, because sometimes feelings come out as vomit, you know. Uh, That is absolutely nothing abnormal. It happens almost every retreat. One or two people throw up a lot. Or it can be corona. And they agreed, yes, okay, so what are we going to do? We're going to wait, okay, and see how you feel in the morning. And uh, in the morning, two, three more people came and said that they had been feeling sick the last night, throwing up, not feeling well, and had an extreme headache. And I felt like, ah, this does not feel good, you know. Anyhow, we kept on this retreat. Same day, another person comes to me and says, Shama, I'm not feeling well. I have a temperature. And she actually has her own temperature when she travels now in Corona times. And she said, it's actually one degree warmer than I normally am. And I feel strange. And she said, I'm going to go home. I don't want to be here and get really sick. So she left couple of days later, another two, three people got sick. One person began to cough a lot. A few hours later, someone else began to cough a lot. And it was a fact. We could just see that this is too much now. Now it was like nine, ten people feeling really not okay. So we decided in the group, we talked in the group, what are we going to do? Are we going to cancel? Are we going to keep going? What, is, what, what do you want? What do we want? You know. And anyhow, the group decided we're going to go on. So we did. And uh, we began on Tuesday night and we finished up on Sunday around 2 p.m. And at that point, many people were sick. And I was in a crew of five people, and in this crew, two people were already feeling really shitty. Anyhow, uh, we ended the retreat, and uh, everyone went back to their own environment. Of course, we put ourselves in quarantine and ordered tests, and, and my friends in the crew, another one got sick, and three of them got really, really sick. And I felt, Monday morning, I woke up with this you know, eye infection in one eye. And I just, okay, I'm going to get it too now. In the afternoon, that was gone. I slept 11 hours, woke up next morning, and my left nostril was a bit blocked. And in the afternoon, that was gone too. And that was it. While I'm having these two major symptoms... My friends are getting worse. They're having fever and they're coughing and they're really like have no energy at all. Can't walk, can't, you know, totally exhausted and lost their taste and smell. And uh, and I just felt like, okay, so I, I don't have it. It can't be this, you know. 
And Wednesday came and went, and I was okay. Thursday came and went, and then I was going to eat dinner Thursday evening. And I, I'm on a keto diet, which means that I, I don't eat any carbs at the moment. I'm really trying hard to reduce all inflammatory you know, processes in my body. And as always, I'm not drinking, you know, I'm exercising, I'm sleeping eight, nine, uh, eight hours per night. I'm taking really good care of my health. And now I'm also on the keto diet, which means I only eat protein and fat. And on Thursday, I, I made like salmon with some like gorgonzola cheese. And it tasted nothing. I could, I could sense the difference between the salmon and the cheese. I could, the, the cheese got a little sting in my mouth, but I couldn't taste it. And I'm like, I lost it too. I also lost my scent and my, my taste. And now I was feeling, now I'm really going to get it. And I expected to get super sick. Nothing happened. The next day, Thursday, that, that is now today's Tuesday, so it's like five days ago I lost it. And yesterday my, my, my taste came back and I had no more symptoms. I had left nostril a little blocked, right eye a little infection like for six, seven hours. Then that was gone. And I'm thinking, what is this? And I asked my friends, what? blood blood type do you have and the ones the three in the crew who were sick they had a i had zero and the other one uh, the fifth one he had b i began to google and i looked it up and it said like okay blood type a is overrepresented in corona and blood type zero is underrepresented and i was thinking okay you know, when it comes to blood types and to donate blood, it's like I can donate to everyone because I have zero, but I can only receive from those who have zero. So zero is like really attractive blood to donate because you can give to everyone. So I can't receive blood from someone who has A or B or AB. And I was thinking... What if someone who has blood type A or AB brought the virus into the group? So the ones who got it, at least first, were the ones with blood type A or AB. And I began to research and check a little, and absolutely, most of them had blood type A. And um, I was, you know contemplating about this and I shared about it with my friends with my sisters and I was thinking like am I protected are we somehow protected because the coronavirus we are already protected from something in the blood a and b if we have zero we can't receive the blood there is something like makes us really sick and do we have some kind of protection here and then <laughs> my mind <clears throat> sorry, my mind is like this, my inventor's mind begin to think, okay, who get sick? Who get really, really sick? And then I'm thinking, in my family, it turned out that two of my daughters had it. 
because we know that one of them gave it to someone else. They didn't know they had it. One, my bonus daughter, she tested positive and she got really sick for a few days. She has this condition, um, um, colitis, ulcerous colitis in her belly. And her belly, she had like, she got so much worse. So it actually, she needed to go to hospital last week because of the belly condition. And the doctor said that he thought that corona escalated her uh, symptoms that she already had and made it much, much worse. And I was thinking that, okay, so she got worse. Okay, what about all these people who have underlying conditions? And we talk about overweight and uh, diabetes and a lung condition and so on. What if it isn't? What if it isn't that? What if it isn't a condition? What if it is about cells? And I looked on YouTube about cells and viruses, and it says, like, virus is not alive. There is, like, phase one in a virus, which means that when it comes into the body, it doesn't have life, it can't reproduce. But when it enters a cell, it kind of brings to life, because then it can reproduce, and things happen when the virus enters a cell. And what if this coronavirus enters cells that are already damaged or sick? So it doesn't matter if you have like... And then I was thinking back during the weeks, my pain in my body escalated the last days at the retreat. I always have ache in my body, but that escalated so much the last days. And I said, I can't even carry like the pillow. Can you help me what if my virus attacked me in my joints because that's where I was already inflamed it left my kind of I had maybe some kind of little infection in my right eye and it jumped there I had something little in my left nostril it jumped there and then it was gone what if the virus is some kind of cleansing what if it's like some kind of, you know, if I look at it on a spiritual point of view, what if the virus is actually a pointer that tells us you got something here that you need to take care of? What if it is something that actually is giving us the opportunity to to notice something inside ourselves. And I'm thinking about this. Why doesn't kids become affected? They don't have like a general difference in their, you know, constitution. They're just younger. They have lived less years. They are less impacted by trauma. They are less impacted by you know, pesticides and toxins, they're less, um, you know, infected in general, they don't have any cancer cells, they don't have any, you know, big heart conditions and so on. They have lived such short time, so they haven't developed a lot of disease and damaged cell structures and uh, infections and so on. 
So what if that is why? Because their bodies are so healthy and the virus doesn't attack healthy cells. It doesn't attack healthy bodies that way. And I, I am not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but I'm so curious and I wonder. And then I'm thinking about myself. How am I in general? I began the keto diet last weekend when, you know, when the corona thing at the retreat totally blossomed. What if my diet and my total cut of fuel for inflammation, zero carbs in my body, what if that actually helped me go through corona without almost any symptoms? There is like something, I think it's something with this virus that actually has about, has to do with, yes, underlying conditions and also age in a way. And if we have a combination of heavy trauma, you know, a lot of damaged cell, a lot of inflammation going on in the body or, you know, cancer or autoimmune disease and stuff and we also add age to this so we add a lot of toxins and uh, you know that we collect during the years then we are more exposed to the virus so what I'm trying to get at is that you can be 80 years old and be a super fit healthy person eat you know be a you know, on a good diet and not be overweight, not have diabetes and so on. I don't think age in itself is a factor. If you lived well, especially if you lived well in the countryside and not in a big city, so the toxins, you know, are less. But I think it's like a mix of, uh, you know, exactly what I, why I'm thinking like this is because I'm, investigating depression and to me depression is like it's both genetic what we come from what we carry when we are born it's also the traumas we go through when we are young so that is kind of our vulnerability so we have the genetics we have the vulnerability and then we also have what happens to us in life later that can trigger a depression or can contribute to a depression. And these three factors, they work together. So a person who has the genes but has a really good childhood, but something happens later, may, you know, not enter a depression. Uh, we don't know, but there are three factors according to me, not to science, but according to me. And I'm thinking with corona, there is also this, you know, there is something about age, Young people, they kind of, it just, but some young people get, become really, really sick. What if this is like, for those of us who are young but become really, really sick, what if this is an alert? What if this is God's way to say, hey, there's something you need to take care of. There's something you don't know here. Maybe this is a sign So age is a factor 
And I think if we had the, all the factors together, like we have a lot of, you know, traumas, we have a lot of disease, and we have age, then I think it's, it's as in anything that hits us, it's going to hit us hard. So what I'm trying to get at is that I think there are ways to protect ourselves during these corona times that may not be proven scientifically, and it's just Shama who says, I have an idea, and that is that if we take care of us when it comes to our emotional state of mind now, if we see to that we stay calm, stay peaceful, not in conflict with people, accept reality as it is, and really try to cultivate the positive and gratitude and work on to be happy with what we got. And, you know, instead of becoming fearful and panic and, you know, go into addictions and stuff, like if we can keep our peace of mind during this phase, and also if we can keep our bodies as healthy as we can, and I'm not talking about only the immune system and vitamin C and zinc and D and whatever it should be. I'm also talking about food and exercise to really like minimize your intake of carbs, minimize all the you know uh, sodas and candy and sugar. Uh, excessive sugar and stuff just reduce this and live super healthy during these times if you can do as i cut carbs totally i think it would be super great so really and exercise and take care of the body to really really like because the factor about age is very difficult to do something about and i think that the only thing we can think then is that, okay, uh, if if there is like, okay, we have the age factor, we have the, the you know, health, the overall health factor, and we have, you know, the, the traumas or what happened to us, our peace of mind factor. There are a few things we can work on. We can work on our peace of mind. Absolutely. Uh, we can meditate, do yoga, we can go to therapy, we can really like, you know, uh, work on our health. Trauma healing during these days, these times, I think it's lovely. I think it's absolutely advisable. And I think also when it comes to food and exercise and cut out as much sugar as you can, you know, white bread, rice, uh, even potatoes and stuff, like, you know, really live more on a low-carb diet? I think so, because carbs, you know, they turn into sugar in the blood and they feed, you know, every inflamed, you know, every bacterial parasite process, they eat sugar. So if we can reduce this, I think that is really, really good. And the age factor, I mean, we can't do anything about it except accept that we are this age uh, during these times and also think that, okay, there is a purpose for me to be 53 during the year 2020. That's what God wanted for me. Or there is a purpose for me to be 27 
during the year 2020. That's God's purpose with me. My learning in this is, and then we contemplate that, okay, how is my health physically? How is that? What am I eating? How do I feed eventual coronavirus coming into my body? Yes or no? And how is my physical, no, sorry, psychological health? How are my relationships? Do I need to forgive someone? Am I full of toxins? Am I poisoning my own mind of, with negative thoughts? Can I work on this? And exercise and meditation and yoga. You know, what can I do here? And of course, I think that if we see this as a spiritual lesson, and if we see this as a guide instead of a curse, as a blessing instead of a curse, you know, that this is okay, this hits me like this, or I can do this, and so on. And I know that a lot of people, I'm not saying I know the truth, because I'm contemplating, guessing, sharing, all the people who have died, I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying that they should have died. I'm not saying that it's like a small thing. Absolutely not. But what if something would have happened to them that would have been much more painful? What if there was something waiting in the future that they were actually spared from. I'm always trying to think like this when something really bad happens, when someone dies and, you know, it doesn't f seem fair. I learned this from my son when he was five years old, that what if something much, much worse would have happened if the person would have lived another week, another month, mom? How do you know? And I, I said, Ludwig, I don't know. We don't know. And I still don't think it's fair. So as a five-year-old, he was wiser than I was. And of course, my way of thinking kind of is easier if you believe in a God or something bigger. If you don't, I think you, and you are in your full, fullest right to want to punch me in the face. Because if you don't believe in God and you lost someone, I understand that, that if you are angry and it doesn't seem fair. And if that is the case, I just want to plant a little seed that what if... There is a God. And what if your loved one was actually saved and spared from something worse? I want to believe that. So this is like, I, 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 I gave my test today and I think it arrived too late because we are really in a high pressure now and and as I didn't have any symptoms I wasn't priority for a test 
the people who are who were sick uh, got priority, of course. Uh, but today I gave my test and I'm curious to see if it comes out positive or negative. But I'm if it comes negative, I'm 100% sure I had it anyway because the loss of scent and smell is such a char- characteristic and never, you know, when you experienced it, it's so strange. You can, you can put together a dish with capers, with uh, tomatoes, with avocados, with cheese, with chicken, with uh, chili, and you can't taste any of the taste, but you can taste the, the strong, the sweet, the bitter, the salty, those you get in your mouth. But you don't have the chili taste, for example, or the garlic taste, or the capers, you know. And it's so weird. But it's still a sensation in the mouth. Anyhow, I'm so curious that why did I have these mild symptoms and my friends who I spent a full week together with, doing everything together with, they got really, really sick. I'm not saying that I'm in any ways a better person, but I am saying that maybe my strict lifestyle when it comes to food and drink and exercise and sleep may actually protect me from other things. That to live well is actually a recipe that works. I want to believe this too. And this means that the body that we have, what we put inside, you know, I'm a big, big fan of potato chips and uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream and um, I don't eat much candy, almost never. But just ice cream and potato chips, that's like my addictions. And now I have not had any for like maybe a month. And it matters. I feel like I have so much energy. This week I had so much energy. I feel almost high. There's something happen in the body when the body stops, you know, stops making sugar into energy and it takes fat into energy instead. There's something in this process that makes my eyes become much, much bigger. My view upon life becomes bigger. And all of a sudden, I want to solve the corona mystery. That's that's the energy I got this week. I just want to know this. And I really feel like, wow, I if I could begin again, I would study and become, you know, a scientist somehow, if I could do it over, because it interests me so much. And I can just consume videos on YouTube about virus and all different processes. And, and I'm like, what happened to you? But Corona did this to me. It kind of expanded my, my intellect somehow. So I just want to plant this for you. What if there is a bigger lesson in and I'm not talking only in this, you know, slowing down and uh, making priorities in life, what is important, what is not important, you know, when it comes to our overall general lifestyle. 
that we all have done this year when it comes to priority of money and the way we live and how we connect and work and you know everything we take for granted all of us need have have you know been forced to take that in this year now we're just talking about how does corona the actual virus hit us in the body and why does it differ so much and what can we see what can we learn from this and i really think that there is a way for us to protect ourselves not only to wear a mask and keep social distancing i feel really that we should do what our government tells us to do and i can also see that when you get it like i do when i feel like oh shit i'm not going to go be able to go out now i need to stay at home I can't do this, I can't go to the store, I can't do this, I can't meet those friends and so on. And then I become feeling egotistical and I say, I, I want to do that anyway. I don't have any symptoms, I'm not contagious. And, you know, I want to find the loopholes. And I can just see what it makes to my my mind and to my compassion. And, and, and you know, I also can see up there at the retreat how some people just wanted to push it down. No, it's not corona. It's not corona. No, no, no. Don't talk about it. Don't place fear in the group and da-da-da-da. And I'm thinking, this actually does something with our humanity also, with our love and care and compassion. And at one end, we become more compassionate, more loving. And when it comes to ourselves, all of a sudden, then we need to be restricted. We need to, you know, wear a mask when we go out. We need to do this and that. Then it doesn't feel as good and compassionate anymore. So I really feel that this is also one of the learnings about love and compassion and humanity and being kind and a good person. And and we are super sad because our family brought the virus to an old lady in our house. She's 83. I spoke to her last Friday. She's in the hospital. And yes, she's on oxygen. And she's getting off the oxygen probably today. But I can also see that somehow she's struggling every day. She's super, super kind. And we shop groceries for her. So that's how she got it most likely. But anyways, now she's in the hospital and they take care of her. They see too that she gets food. Uh, They take care of her legs because she has really difficult diabetes. So they tend to her legs now. So I was told now that they actually, she she got off some kind of other medicine or treatment because of her being in the hospital for a week. They got to treat her better there then they can treat her at home. And I'm thinking, what if this actually also was a good thing? You know, she got a break from her daily struggles because she really struggles. And maybe she needed to be in the hospital for a while. You see, I, I just want to see the, the good thing in <laughs> as much as I can. And I hope, of course, she comes home and then we can hang out and um, that she manages... But I really feel it's so important that we don't think... I mean, I hate it that it's political. I mean, in the U.S., for me, it's it's so crazy. Everything there is so crazy. 
and I, I just say that Corona, it's, it's about humanity. It's about mankind, mankind, and how we take care of each other. And it's also, it's the same as with love, you know, loving someone else. We need to love ourselves first, which means that to be like a, a good person these days, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to take care of our own health, our own bodies. It's not going to serve us well, you know, to sit at home, consume loads of alcohol, uh, you know, binge watch Netflix and not take a walk, not go out and just say it's Corona times. It's not going to serve us well. During these Corona times, I advise everyone to go to therapy. If you're home, if you've got more time, if you've got, you know, less time, you're not out and about socializing, do some therapy. Change diet. Begin to run. Walk in nature. Spend much, much more time in nature. Eat healthy. You know, see this as, okay, I got an opportunity to actually put positive things into my body. I got a little break here. And it may be a quarantine, it may be a lockdown, but still it's some kind of break and we can use it in a positive way. I'm really, really so, so much into that, you know, whatever I do for myself, my inner circle, me, my being, my inside, it's going to spill over, it's going to reach you and I'm going to become, you know, a little seed, a little fertilizer to make this planet better somehow and I think I know I'm super blessed as always I feel super blessed if this was corona if this was it I got a baby 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 version of it like a little sperm you know and I know that some people suffer, suffer, suffer for months and can't breathe and it's terrible, terrible and may suffer consequences for a long, long, long time. And some people may die. And I encourage us all to think into how, you know, um, what do you say, motståndskraft. How, you know, how is my defense when it comes to the coronavirus? Instead of avoiding it, instead of having this shield built up, because I think everyone is going to get it sooner or la later. That's my th thought, you know. And I wonder, is it a cleanse? Is it somehow a radical cleanse or a pointer or a sign that tells us, hey, Shama, you have a thing in your right eye, just so you know. And you have a thing in your left nostril, just so you know. I don't know what that is. May show up in a few years or so. We don't know. I am absolutely, I have no idea. As you see, I'm contemplating. And I'm guessing, and I'm using my intuition... And I'm feeling into this. Hmm. I don't know where you live. I don't know how your situation is. I don't know if you're in a lockdown. I don't know if you lost your job. I don't know if you have food to put on the table. 
I don't know if you're suffering severe consequences, yes or no. What I do know is that you are alive because you're listening to this. Your heart is beating. You are functioning because you can start a podcast and listen to it and put on your earphones or so on. And I really, really hope that you today somehow do your own contemplation. Where am I at? If I would catch the virus and if there is actually some something is true in that it's gonna attack what inside of me it's gonna attack my knees for example because I've you know I've broken meniscus or whatever do I have do I have feel like okay maybe I should cut down on that or maybe I need to take that walk in nature now and build up my resilience because it's all about resilience life Resilience is a beautiful concept. Resilience is our ability to manage what comes our way. It's like an invisible muscle. It's like an emotional muscle or a, yeah, I don't know, spiritual muscle. It's just like, and we can actually grow our resilience, which means that challenges that come our way may not hit us so hard. So keep wearing a mask, keep social distancing. If you're not feeling well, if you have symptoms, stay away from people. Don't take it lightly because you may be the carrier and someone else may be hit very, very hard. So be kind and caring and loving towards yourself and to others. And follow your guidelines where you live. As a country, I feel that it's also very important that we do this together. It's not me and my way. Corona has nothing of me and my way. It's not for narcissists, you know. It's about togetherness. And I think, as I spoke in an earlier episode, that's why we are here to care for each other, to be for each other. Okay, enough of my, my, what do you say? Enough of my words, enough of my talking. Now I'm going to make a good cup of tea. I sit here waiting for my test results to appear. Once I have them, I'm going to share them with you. And I hope you're all well and uh, as happy as you can be because you deserve it. Puss.